<coughs> Scripture reading tonight will be taken from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 2. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that you mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Mark your books at 584. 584 will be the song of invitation after Matt's lesson. After you've found that, go to 200. 200. And if you will, stand for the song. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah, from the heavens praise His name. Praise Jehovah in the highest, all His angels praise proclaim. All His hosts together praise Him, sun and moon and stars on high. Praise Him, O ye heavens of heavens, and ye floods above the sky. Let them praise us, give Jehovah, for His name alone is high. And His glory is exalted, and His glory is exalted. And His glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Let them praises give Jehovah. They were made at His command. Them forever He established. His decree shall ever stand. From the earth, O praise Jehovah, all ye floods, ye dragons, all. Fire and hail and snow and vapors, stormy winds that hear him call. Let them praise his give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And His glory is exalted, and His glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. All ye fruitful trees and cedars, all ye hills and mountains high, Creeping things and beasts and cattle, birds that in the heavens fly.
kings of earth and all ye people, princes, great earth judges all. Praise his name, young men and maidens, aged men and children small. Let them praise us, give Jehovah, for his name alone is high. And his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. Be seated, please. Well, it's certainly good to see everybody here tonight. Glad everybody has made it to worship safely. I wanted to make mention of, of uh, something before we get started. We have a uh, visitor with us, uh, Brother Joey, is a missionary, and he is uh, he is here visiting the congregation, and uh, he has uh, uh, ties to the Forest Park congregation, and uh, uh, we're welcoming uh, welcoming him here tonight, and uh, I pray that uh, you'll go and meet him and talk to him and encourage him in his work, and uh, I pray that uh, all goes well with that, and uh, we we need to be an encouragement to. To those people who are doing mission work, uh, they have a great, great task ahead of them, and uh, we need to do all that we can to support them, and uh, we need to support them with our encouragement, but we need to also uh, support them financially, and so I pray that uh, um, if you have the opportunity that you can do that also. Uh, just uh, to go, go on into the lesson, you think about uh, different things in the Bible, as far as there's lists of, of things that we are to do, uh, there's lists of, of things just set up in Scripture naturally. Uh, if I were to talk about some of these lists, you might think of Exodus 20. You have uh, the Ten Commandments there, also Deuteronomy 5, uh, verses 7 through 21. You might think of Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 12, and have the Beatitudes. Uh, but in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 12, we have ten rules given to Israel that thy days may be prolonged. And there's a lot of wisdom there for us today, and so that's what we're going to do. You know, in, at the Memphis School of Preaching, they taught us, you know, really, a good sermon should have three points, no more than five. Um, I'm going to give you ten tonight. Um, they said I was real special at Memphis, but I did real well. I got F plus, so we're good. Um, let's go ahead. Start number one. Respect the Lord's command. Look at verse one. Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the ordinances which Jehovah your God commanded to teach you, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go over to possess it. And so the, the idea here is that they are to keep these statutes. They are to do them. It's not enough to just know. It's not enough to know. You, you have to also do them. You know, um, there's these little signs on, on the side of the road, and they say speed limit. 
And if you're going down the road and you pass a cop and you're going over that, he might just have a little something to say about that, right? You know, that's, that's not a suggestion. It's the limit. That is a rule. That is a law. Now, you can know that all day long. But if you do not abide by that, you're going to have problems. It's not enough just to know God's word. But you have to keep it. You know just as well as I that there are so many people out there that they know God's word very well. But they do not keep it. We need to respect the Lord enough and love Him enough that we want to do what He says. Respect His commands. Number two, we need to fear God. We need to reverence God. Look at verse two. It says, That thou mightest fear Jehovah thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments which I commanded thee, Thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Do you want to be successful in this life, spiritually speaking? Then you need to fear God. Have a reverence for the Lord. In Matthew chapter 10, in verse 28, it says, And fear not them which can kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather... But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So don't, don't fear man. Fear the Lord. Now does this mean that we're afraid of God? You know, we need to have a loving respect for the Lord. We are to love him. In Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13, it's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole of man. This is what man is all about. Fearing God, having a reverence for the Lord, and keeping his commandments. You know, if you do those two things, you've pretty much got religion down in a nutshell. That's, that's it. You do those two things. And you will be a faithful follower of the Lord if you fear God and keep his commandments. In Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6, it says this, Be ye free from the love of money, content with such things as ye have. For himself hath said, I will in no wise fail thee, neither will I in any wise forsake thee, so that with good courage we say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What shall man do unto me? You know, who, who really is in charge in our life? You know, is it, is it the Lord? Is it our government? Is it our family? Who, who is in charge in our lives? Brethren, the main thing is this. We have to fear God and keep his commandments. I know we say things like that all the time. But that is everything right there. That is everything. Number three. Look at verse three. It says, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that 
ye may increase mightily as Jehovah thy God, uh, the God of thy fathers, hath promised unto thee in a land flowing with milk and honey. And so, you know what? You know, hear, O Israel, and observe to do it. It's not just enough to hear. You know, we talk about the plan of salvation. And we'll talk about Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, but even in that context, it's not just hearing. You know, it's, it's not just I have heard the word. That, that's not it. There's more to it because really hearing something, really hearing in this context is followed by obedience. That's what we see in Romans chapter 10 and that's what we're seeing right here. It says, hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. Not only is, do you have to hear it, but you need to do it. In 1 Samuel 15, uh, verses 13 and 23, you see that Saul is rejected from being king after, of course, you know, keeping uh, the sheep and the oxen. And, and the, the whole point is, is what? You know, here he is, and he's told to go and to just kill everything. Don't bring anything back, just kill everything. And then, of course, he comes back and... Samuel confronts him, and what are you doing? Well, I'm just obeying the king's commandments. I'm, I'm, I'm following the Lord. Well, then, why is it that I hear these animals? You know, you know that these phrase going around today. You know, you had one job. You know, that's that's what he had one job. It wasn't that wasn't that difficult to understand. You go and you destroy everything. That was the one job. Oh, but no, he had to bring some things back. And then, of course, what does he do then? Nah, I don't know. You may believe this if you want. I don't believe this. I don't believe the words that come out of his mouth. He says, oh, you know, I was just going to bring them to, for a sacrifice. Well, you know what? The Lord didn't want that. The Lord wanted him to obey him. And so... You need to hear God. And you need to do what He says. We need to not only hear these commandments, but observe them. And the whole reason for this is that God may be glorified. It's not, it's not about us. It's about Him. Number four. Look at verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, Jehovah our God is one Jehovah. They're exalting the Lord. They are to exalt the Lord. You know, this is, uh, there, there's some passages here that are very prominent. You know, there, uh, the idea of phylacteries, you remember what phylacteries were? You know, there were people that would walk around and they'd have little boxes that they would strap to their bodies. And, and in these boxes, they would contain scriptures. Now, now traditionally, uh, the, each of these phylacteries contained uh, these four passages of scripture. Uh, number one is this. If you like to write them down, it's, it's this. Exodus 13, 1 through 10. The next part is in a different section. Exodus 13, 11 through 16. Then also there is Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21. And this passage, Deuteronomy 6, 
verses 4 through 9. And it says, Hear, O Israel, Jehovah our God is one Jehovah. And thou shalt love Jehovah thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be upon thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest in the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thy house and upon thy gates. Now, you know, some people took this literally. And they said, we're going we're gonna to bind these to our hands and to our foreheads, and we're going to put them up everywhere. And I am, you know what, I'm all about decorating your home with passages of scripture. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that's a great thing, reminding yourself. But see, these people, they, they took this quite literally. They didn't, uh, they didn't think about this is some, something that's supposed to be in every day of life, that the scriptures are supposed to be in you, that they are to live in you, and that you are to call upon them at all times. But no, they took this literally, and they, they had to write these out for themselves. But you know what? Every... Every male, every Israelite male above the age of 13 years old during morning prayer, except on Sabbath and holy days, wore these flatteries. You know, they're missing the point, right? You know, they, they, could, have done, they could have done something else. They, they could have thought to use these scriptures to drive their lives, but yet they took it in a literal sense. You think about the idea here, the Jehovah our God is one Jehovah. There's there is one God. You know that that's it. There's one God, and we need to follow him. Number five. Look at verse five. It says, Now shalt love Jehovah thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. In John 14 and verse 15 it says, If you love me, keep my commandments. You, know, uh, you think about that, it's, it's simple. You know, I, I, I like being simple. I don't like things to be complicated. It doesn't get any more simple than that. Right? You know, if you, if you love him, then you're going to keep his commandments. I remember uh, as a youth minister, uh, uh, a kid uh, asking me questions along these lines. And, uh, and I, I guess really for me at this point, it was kind of an epiphany for me. Uh, I had my own struggles at that point in time too, and and so you know I, I still do. I'm not perfect. I understand that, but I remember this this kid talking to me about this passage in particular and saying, you know, uh, well I, I don't I don't know I don't get it. And he said, you know, look if if you love God, then you're going to keep His commandments. You can go over to First John five three. Same same thing. It adds His commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. Okay, so we got that. But then he said, well, what What if I don't do that? And the response I had is still the response I have today. And that's, well, I, I guess you don't love God. 
You know, if you're struggling with something, you need to really put that in perspective. Because, see, loving the Lord is about following His will. And I don't know of any other way to put it. Matthew 22 Verses 36 through 38, you know, it talks about, you know, the first and greatest commandment. You know, and, and, and talks about, you know, this passage alludes to the here. And then 1 Timothy 1 and verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of good conscience and of faith unfeigned. You know, faithfulness is a foundation of being loving. You have to be faithful. You love God, you have to be faithful to Him. You know, a high percentage of marriages that have experienced infidelity end in divorce. A, a, a high percentage. Why is that? Well, because a sense of loyalty has been lost. A sense of faithfulness. And that, in essence, is the foundation of loving somebody. You love the Lord, you're going to be faithful to Him. And that means a whole lot of different things. You know, one thing I do know is it, it means it means that you'll be here. Now, that's that's a big part of it. it. Means that you're gonna love him and you're gonna get into his word. That's gonna be a part of being faithful. We need to love the Lord so much that we'll do anything, anything he asks of us. Number six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be upon thy heart. You know, the word of God is supposed to dwell in us. Uh, that's a part of being a Christian. We're supposed to have the word of God in us. I, I, I want to use some verses here to back this up. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10 says, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Skip over a couple of chapters. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 16. It says, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. In Colossians 3 and verse 16, probably a more famous passage for this thought is what? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. The Word of God is to dwell in our hearts. But you know, you know how, how that happens? You have to put it there. You, you can't just sit by and, and think, well, you know, uh, I'll come 
and I'll sit in a pew, and I'll, I'll, you know, you can come every single time if you want. But that does not mean that you're putting the Word of God in your heart. Putting the Word of God in your heart is going to mean that you are going to study it for yourself. That you're going to apply it for yourself, to yourself. And that you know what? You're going to teach others also. Uh, Verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Uh, You want some, uh, as I've heard it called before, house rules that rule the house? You need to do this. You need to, number one, teach. Teach. You have to teach. And teach what? Teach. You know, teach them. Teach them these commandments. You got to teach them diligently. That means you put everything you got into it. You teach them diligently to the children. You know, I am so thankful, you know, for Bible class and 101. We're about to start a new uh, quarter next Sunday, and you know I'm 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 excited about that. I think it's it's uh, it's it's going to be a good thing for everybody. You know I'm I'm appreciative of our Bible classes, but parents, you know, even though Bible classes are a very good thing, that is not where children are supposed to get their Bible knowledge. They are to get their Bible knowledge from their parents. Well, you know, my my kids are all grown up and they're out of the house. You know, you can still teach them. Are are they they alive? Go ahead, keep teaching. You teach them until the day you die or they die. You have to teach them to your children diligently. Number eight. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be for frontlets between thine eyes. Think about this. 1 Timothy 2. 1 Timothy 2, verses 9 and 10. It says, In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness uh, with good works. So, you know, what are, what are women to be clothed with? They're supposed to be modest, right? But they are supposed to be clothed with being spiritual people. They need to have the characteristics of godly women. You know, when we're looking at this passage in, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, you know, we're supposed to adorn our lives with, this, with the scriptures. We are to make them and we are to wear them, not literally. We are to wear them and to live by them. Everything we do, everything should be governed by the scriptures. In Matthew 23 and verse 5 it says, But all their works they do to be seen of men, for they make 
broad their phylacteries and enlarged the borders of their garments. You know, they, they, they wore these phylacteries. But they should have been more concerned with knowing and understanding the scriptures. Number nine. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thy house and upon thy gates. You know, as we mentioned before, you know, that this is supposed to be just a constant reminder. You know, have the scriptures as a constant reminder. Not necessarily that you have to decorate your home with them, but that is definitely something good to do. But brethren, the, the idea here is, let the scriptures be an identifier of who you are. Let the scriptures lead your life. In Isaiah 39 and verse 4, you know, Hezekiah has uh, gone and, and, and the, some, some, he has some visitors come to the kingdom. Well, you know what he does? He goes and he shows off. All his possessions. He shows him the gold, the precious things, and and the armor. And then, of course, the question comes back. Hezekiah, what what have they seen in thy house? What is it? What did you show them? You know, he showed them all the things of this world, but what should he have shown them? He should have shown them the Lord. Show them God. You know, when people come into our homes, that place needs to be a place where we glorify the Lord. And when people come and they visit us, oh, they know that. It's evident. Last, but certainly not least, is this. Look at verses 10 through 12. And it shall be when Jehovah thy God shall bring thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and cisterns hewn out which thou hewest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. And thou shalt eat and be full, then beware, lest thou forget Jehovah, who brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. We need to remember that God is the giver. You know, I, I, uh, I, I like music, and I, I remember, I remember uh, uh, you know, hearing a live concert of, of, of one of my favorite musicians and he he started kind of you know uh, monologuing and he was talking about himself and he said you know uh you know i I, i've made a lot of things happen for myself and he says that that's something that's something to say at the age of 30 you know i've made things happen for myself and he was just man he was all about it but you know what when it comes to us brethren we need to give glory where it is deserved, where it belongs. And that's the Lord. None of this, hey, you know, you see what I've done for myself. Look at all the things that I've done. 
we need to give glory to God for those things. There's a young preacher who was uh, uh, new to a congregation. He went off and he was visiting different members of the congregation. And, and he went over to this one guy's house and one of the elders went with him. And, and he said, oh, you're really going to enjoy this guy. And so they, they got to talk with him and next thing you know, they were on the tour. You know, it didn't have just a great house, but, you know, what surrounded the house was really great. They had uh, this huge, huge shop, and and he had uh, very, very expensive cars um, from all over the place. And he showed showed this this young man all these cars, and and uh, oh man, they were they were just great. And then he goes over, and he has a had this really nice woodworking shop, and and it had everything that you could you could think of that was in this building, and. So he goes over and they're, they're oohing and on over that and then goes over. There's yet another building and it is full of uh, mechanics tools and, and things like that. You know, and he's just, oh, they're just oohing and on over all these things. And this young preacher, he, as they were leaving, he referenced the visit and said, you know, that was a really fun visit. But we didn't once talk about spiritual things. All we ever talked about were the things that he had. And as the years went by, it became very evident that those things were more important than spiritual things ever were. Brethren, it's okay to have things. But you need to remember, God is the giver of those things. And those things should glorify Him. You know, don't let the blessings of prosperity cause you to forget the Lord. You know, it's easy. It's easy to remember the Lord when times are tough. But when things are difficult, you know, you know, you need to think about Him other times than that. Think about Him when times are good. You know, give him the glory. Don't accept it for yourself. You know, many people fall away from the Lord because they have not grasped this one thought. That everything that we have in this life, as James put it, it comes down from the Father of Lights. And you know what, brethren? We're just stewards of the things that we have. Because really, they ought to belong to God, right? And so it's as simple as that, brethren. Follow these rules. Just ten rules for success. You want to uh, uh, live a faithful life to the Father? Do these things. Maybe it is that you have not yet become a Christian, you'd like to do that tonight, we'd love to help you out and make sure that you understand what you're doing. Also, uh, maybe it is that uh, you need to repent of some things, and I'll be glad to help you out with that and and pray for you. Maybe you just need some prayers. We'll be glad to pray for you and and whatever whatever you need. And so if there's anybody that needs to respond to the invitation tonight,
Please come as we stand and as we sing. Watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling. is pleading, pleading for you and for me. Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you and for me? Come home, come home, ye who Closing prayer. I don't. You, do you have the closing prayer? Okay. Uh, if you could just remember this, um, Sister Jackie is, has come uh, uh, tonight, and she's she's still really distraught about her uh, situation, and so uh, you know she's got family who who are not Christians, and, and we just really need to help her out and as much as we can, and um, a big portion of that is going to be prayer. And uh, so if you could remember Sister Jackie uh, at, the, at the closing prayer, we would really appreciate that. The table's been left prepared for those that did not have the opportunity. If you'll turn to 645, we'll sing the first verse, and then you'll be served. 645. <clears throat> On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. 
the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown. I like to read a scripture from First Corinthians, the tenth chapter. We know as brothers and sisters of Christ, we assemble here on the first day of the week. And this communion was established by Christ. I'd like to read this here for you. And it starts as he, as he uh, took the cup, he blessed it and said, do this in remembrance of me and I also took the bread and he broke the bread said to do this in remembrance of me also till he comes so we know that Christ established this this uh, tradition for us and that we should observe it and we should not uh, partake of these emblems in a shoddy way and uh, let's have a Prayer for the bread, Brandon. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. And please let us put all outside thoughts out of our mind and please let us go, our minds go back to the cross where your son died for us. And please bless the birds we partake of in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Brother Gene, would you give the thanks for that? 
Heavenly Father, we ask the blessing upon this fruit of the vine, which to the Christian is the blood of our Savior as He took, hung on the cross for our sins. May those that partake of it do so in a manner pleasing in thy sight. In Christ's name, amen. That concludes the Lord's Supper. Has anybody overlooked? Well, for your convenience, the plate will be left up here and may do so after the service. Closing song will be 847, 847. Be standing for the song, and then we'll be led in the closing prayer. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. There is only one God. There is only one King, there is only one body, that is why we can sing. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. Bow with me, please. Heavenly Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Lord, for your son down on the cross, and thank you, Lord, for us being able to assemble here and Thank you, Lord, for Matt's lesson, and please help us to take it home with us and to learn from it and to apply it to our daily lives, and please help those who could not make it, and please be with Sister Jackie, and please help her with her struggles, and please help us all to become better Christians and to do thy will, and in Christ's name, amen.